the Not Your Mama's Gamer podcast, a podcast where we talk about games and gaming from a feminist perspective. My name is Samantha Blackman, and I'm an associate professor here at Purdue University in West Lafayette, Indiana, where I talk about, read about, write about, dream about, amongst other things, video Video games, games. video games, video games. Dang. I've wanted to do that for years. I decided today was the day. (laughs) (laughs) Uh. All right. Well, this is the 157th episode of the podcast, and Alicia finally got to do the things she wanted to do. (laughs) Yay. Now I'm retiring. I'm officially (laughs) announcing my retirement. This is it. I'm done. Did the thing. Check in the box. I'm out. (laughs) So if you have not yet noticed, I am joined tonight... By two NYMG regulars, Alicia Carabinas and Lee Hibbert. How y'all doing tonight? I mean, I'd be doing better if you didn't turn my name into a 17-syllable Southern Nightmare. 17-syllable <laughs> <laughs> Southern Nightmare is the name of my new weird, like, prog goth band. That's good. I like it. You can have it, but I need 10% of all profits. That's fair. I'm not what planning on making any the- money. <laughs> okay, wait, 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 wait. What's wrong with the way I say your name? I said Carabinus. I didn't actually, even say it like that. I said Carabinus. Well, actually. Oh, God. Samantha. I didn't call you Carabinus. Here's what you said. You said Carabinus. <laughs> I did not. <laughs> Which is fine, but funny. Oh, my God. I got to move Lee? out of Indiana. Don't tell me I'm starting to sound like a Hoosier. How are you, Lee? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. I am tired, I, but I am good. Lee and I already had a social engagement this evening, mm-hmm. so... That makes it oh, sound so much be. fancier than it actually was. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so, uh, we'll start with this. Alicia, tell us who you are. Well, I'm a 17-syllable Southern Nightmare, but in my spare time, <laughs> I am also a PhD student, a third-year PhD student. Oh, yes. Yes, you are. In rhetoric and composition at Purdue University. I study, wait for it, video games, video games, video games. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. And Lee, how about you? Who are you, darling? Who am I? I ask that every time. Uh, I'm Lee Hibbard. (laughs) I am a second year PhD student in rhetoric and composition. Wow. It's been a year. That's wacky. And uh, in addition to also studying video games, I study... Other things to do with digital rhetorics, like internet fandom spaces, and people getting into fights on Tumblr, which is always entertaining. That's why you hang out with Alicia, because she's always fighting with people on Twitter, isn't it? Yep, <laughs> yep. I was, uh, I was just having a discussion with somebody else, because, you know, I do, I do other stuff too, but I don't like to talk about it too often because it's depressing. That uh, we all have the worst hobbies, because all of our research really requires that we read all the comments. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All the comments. Yeah. Yeah, that 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 is kind of what we do, right? It's like <laughs> yep. how, how do we how do we cover hate in these spaces? We <laughs> d- 
do the thing and read all the comments. We read the comments. <laughs> the thing you're not supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Oh, well. Just call us masochists. Somebody has to do it. That's how I like to frame it. It's not that yep. we're masochists. It's that we serve humanity. We might also be masochists <laughs> a little. Shh. <laughs> maybe. Yeah, maybe a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're going to do our usual. We're going to start with our usual thing tonight, which is to talk about what you're playing, what you're reading, what you're drinking. And then we'll go into our topic of the week. So I am not going to go first. Um, Lee, I'm going to uh, start with you because there's a lot of overlap with what you're playing for Alicia and I. So uh, what you playing, darling? Lately, I've been sucked back into the Diablo 3 hole so to speak. Mm -hmm. I have this tendency to stop playing that game for a while because really I'm not playing it for the story. I'm playing it to endlessly hit the treasure pinata and see what interesting (laughs) toys fall out. And what they did this summer was they released a new character and it's the necromancer character. And when I was first playing Diablo 2, the necromancer was my very favorite character. Just, Mm -hmm. I loved running around, casting spells, and having a bunch of skeletons follow me around. This is a theme in a lot of other characters that I play in other games. Almost every D&D campaign I've been in, I've played some kind of spellcaster or necromancer, because for some reason, my inner goth just really enjoys that aesthetic. And so... They update Diablo 3, they have a necromancer character, and suddenly I'm playing this new shiny version of the game with seven skeletons following me around killing stuff. So whenever I need a break from existence, I just log into Diablo 3 and I kill some demons with the help of my miniature skeleton horde. It feels so good. The urge here is for me to make fun of you because that's just how I roll. Mm -hmm. But honestly, I I can't can't even (laughs) pretend because... That sounds badass. Uh, I want seven skeletons following me around on the daily. I might have given them all names. They might be my new best friends. Oh, I mean, I'm a little jealous now. But, uh, hey, you, awesome. you you said that you picked a new best friend. Every semester, you get a new best friend. I was your best friend I'm last sorry. semester. And now you're like, no, I'm this sorry. new guy, new, new person is my best friend. In my defense, he's super funny. <laughs> New best friends all the time. Just got to roll through them. That's kind of fucked up, Alicia. I'm just trying to say that. You know? you know what? I just have a lot of love to give. Uh-huh. Is that what they call it now? Um, so. <laughs> Alicia. Yo. What you playing, darling? What am I playing? Mm-hmm. Well, you know what I've been playing because we've been playing it together. I do. So there's a story here. Uh, so, you know, during the summer, I talked about this on the podcast. I was prepping for my PhD exams, which turns out are, you know, not so much fun. Uh, <laughs> so I was playing a lot of, like, quick take games, right? Like, I play a few games of Overwatch, a little Hearthstone, things that you can get in, get out, mm-hmm. be done. Mm-hmm. And then Sam, here's Sam, perpetual bad influence. Not me. Who's like, I got this game that you need to play. I'm like, oh, really? Do you? What is it? Well, says Sam, it's about base building and zombies. Yep. Uh Uh-oh. And I'm like, oh, (laughs) these are the things that I love in life. (laughs) So a couple of weeks later, and a very large base later, I've been playing the shit out of Fortnite. (laughs) (laughs) Um... And so the thing about this game that she didn't mention as much, which I discovered immediately, was that there's lots and lots and lots and lots of resource collection. Mm-hmm. 
Mm -hmm. So I've been really into that game (laughs) and collecting all of the things. I keep having to like manage and juggle my inventories because I have so many things. Um, But I've still been playing a little Overwatch. I'm really jealous of everyone who's managed to pick up the Grillmaster 76 skin because I still don't have it. I was going to say, you still haven't gotten it? I still don't have it. I have gotten so many loot boxes. I have gotten like 30 levels trying to get this damn skin. Well, you still got four days. Well, yeah, and I'm probably not going to get it, but I'm like now 150 coins away from being able to buy it, so... Because I haven't gotten really any duplicates in my boxes either, so it's just been like literally collecting coins from the boxes occasionally. That's how many levels and boxes I've gotten. Because I had about 300 coins, and now I have 2,800. Jeez. So that's dedication. (laughs) I need the walking dad joke in my life. (laughs) That is something, yeah. So that's what I've been doing. Well, anytime. I am willing to play Overwatch. Just, just so you know. <laughs> All right. I'll keep that in mind. So that's what Alicia's playing. So, yeah, I have been playing, as Alicia said, a lot of Fortnite as well. It's kind of addictive. Um, so I'm trying to get as many people as possible to play this game as well. So I always have somebody to play with. There is method to my madness. Um. Yeah, it's, it's there's something there's something about the game, right? So it feels like a little bit like Plants vs Zombies because that's what the zombies it remind me of, and it's like a tower defense game. So it's like tower defense, base building. So there's like a little Minecraft in there, and then there's a lot of resource collection, like Alicia said, which is the thing that I love most about games like Stardew Valley. Mm-hmm. So being able to like mine rocks and chop trees and take a pickaxe to like a fire truck and chop it down to for some reason steel girders but you know it's a thing um they have to represent it in some way (laughs) and then to kill zombies all of these are really good things um so I find myself like I find myself like playing Fortnite while I'm doing other stuff right because you know, since I've been streaming more and become I become a, a part of like the mixer community. I'm watching people stream while I do stuff. Um, but then sometimes, like late at night, instead of like watching TV, I'll watch people stream. Um, and then I'll also like be watching people stream out of one eye, and then watching the TV out of the other eye, and, and playing Fortnite. Um, yeah, it's it's really I'm gonna have to go to a twelve step program soon. Um, and, and I'm not sure I'm too happy about that, but so lots of Fortnite and lots of Overwatch, um, but not the, but not Lucio Ball. I have never played a game of Lucio Ball. Oh, it's it's intense. (laughs) That's why I have not played it. Um, because I am sure I would be horrible at it and everybody would hate me. So I have never played a game of Lucio Ball. Excuse me. Um, but I've been playing lots of Fortnite, I mean, lots of Fortnite, lots of Overwatch just to play Overwatch. Um, and I have really fallen in love with a hero that I never really liked before. Um, not never liked playing and that's D.Va. Yes. I was, I never played a lot of D. I played D.Va once or twice and I was like, ah, this isn't my thing. Pharaoh was my thing. 
Um, and I had played a couple of other characters. I had played Lucio a little bit. I had played, you know, several other characters a little bit. But then I, like, really got into playing D.Va. And now you get really mad if somebody else takes D.Va. Yes, because I want to play nothing but D.Va now. <laughs> <coughs> have seen it. Excuse me. <clears throat> yeah, I get mad. I'm like, oh. Um, so, you know, just saying that. And, you know, when when the podcast is done, Alicia, if you want to play some Overwatch or some Fortnite, I would not be averse to it. Um, well, we'll see. But I do want to circle back to Fortnite for just a second because okay. I want to address something that you said. Okay. You know, I keep hearing this comparison to Plants vs. Zombies. And on the face, yes. I think they have what looks like a very similar art style and approach. And, you know, the zombies are kind of cute and cartoony until you look at them closely. Yeah. They're, they're pretty they're freaky when you look at them closely. They're so freaky. The first time, okay, oh, so, so here's the thing with Fortnite zombies. They're like people, they're like the skeletons that have busted out of bodies. Yeah. And so they still have the skin attached. I was going to say, so they got like body parts hanging off. Like the, yeah. the one that, I, that, that looks like the juggernaut to me. He's like, like literally like peeled back his face. Yeah. So when, his face Occasionally is on the back you'll catch them at the right angle and you can see like an empty face flapping around behind them. Yeah. And that's the point at which they stop being cute and they become real creepy. Well, that's also like the, the if you look at them closely, like the baseball skeleton, the one that throws the bones. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think he's pulling them out of his back because, like, his, like, his, his, like, entire spinal column is, like, busting out of his yeah. back. Yeah. They're yeah. super gross. Yeah. They're, they're, yeah, if you look at them closely, it's like, oh, God, what the fuck is that? Yeah, and it's, like, this weird moment because you're like, oh, this game is so fun and cute and everything's so, oh, my God! <laughs> yeah. That's how that goes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're pretty, you're pretty, you're pretty spot on on that one. Um, so the other thing that I've been playing a lot of is I've, and it's like, it's like, I don't know what it is. It just keeps pulling me back in, um, is, uh, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. So I'll go, you know, I'll play for a while and I'll stop playing and then I'll start playing again. And then it's like, I'll be playing like every day for like two or three hours. Mm. Um, and like, and I'll take the switch to bed with me and I'll play like one night. Okay. So I was like one night I took the switch to bed with me and I'm like, Oh, I'll just play for a little while because you know, I turned the brightness up cause I'm blind as a bat. So I'm like, I got two, three hours maybe before the battery goes dead. And then that'll be my cue to just come out here, put it back on the charger and take my ass to bed. Right. So I went to bed, went to bed early ish, was playing Breath of the Wild. Little red light started flashing. It was like your battery is low. It's going to shut off, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to come out and put this in the charger. And I came out to put it in the charger and I'm like, well, I'm almost finished with this mission. So I pulled the like power cord out and I just popped it in. And I'm like, I'm just going to finish this mission. I'm going to stand right here next to the charger and finish this and then I'm going to bed. This is I'm I'm, I'm rationalizing this in my head and and giving myself all these things that are going to make me uncomfortable to make me go to bed. Mm-hmm. So I finished that mission and I was like, well, this dude just said all he needs is like 30 stacks of wood. I could do that real quick. So, I'm just going to pull this chair over and sit down while I do this real quick. I looked over and the sun was full up in the sky. By the time <laughs> I stopped playing that game, I had stayed up all night long, sitting in front of the fucking charger with the with the switch in my hand. So I've been playing a lot of Legend of Zelda lately. A lot. And it's not my fault. <laughs> 
Um, and that's what I've been playing. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, other important questions. What you playing? What you reading? Lee, what you reading? Well, since school is now back in session, I've started doing my reading for school, which is, you know, just considering my semester, I'm just elbow deep in theory right now. Duck, dug myself deep into some some Stephen Toulmin talking about modernism, which was great because it has this big long bit talking about how various philosophers talk about their erections. So I spent a good ten minutes just sitting there staring at a, a passage that talks about Descartes' boner, and I was like, mm-hmm. "This is I'm in graduate school. This is this is my graduate school experience. This is it right Descartes here." Descartes' boner. The the, yeah. the boners of elderly white men from history. That's that's my life. This is horrifying. Yeah. Okay. Yay. But in terms of reading for fun, which I do still occasionally do, um, I picked up a couple of books when I was in Nashville over the summer. One was The Strain, which is the Guillermo del Toro and Chuck Hogan book, because I've seen the series like on TV. And I went... Mm-hmm. This is really fucking good. I like vampires. I like zombies. I like zombie vampires. And I like Del Toro's style just as a whole. So I was like, let's read the book and see what happens. And it's it's really good. Cool. Really good stuff. Zombies, vampires, zombie vampires. Right on. Nice crossover. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What about you, Alicia Carabinas? Don't at me. I, I just recovered from exams. <laughs> Don't at you. Don't at me. <laughs> Okay, I won't at you then. <laughs> um, talk to me next time. Okay. Right now I'm still dead. Okay. Still dead. Won't talk to you. I'll tell you what. I, I know what I was just reading. What? I was reading some bullshit on Twitter is what I was reading. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I should have known. Oh, boy. <laughs> Y'all, why? 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 In the past couple of weeks, has it seemed so extreme for people to be like, let me explain to you person who is not my identity how you need to react to the world because tina fey people need to (laughs) shut that shit down (laughs) anyway stop don't do it sam what are you reading (laughs) what am i reading um i'm reading lots of stuff because i'm also teaching (laughs) um not taking classes but i'm teaching um but one of the things that i'm reading that i'm really enjoying and i'm teaching in in my um world building games and world building class is um the is gaming representation race gender and sexuality in video games it's the edited collection that trey andrea told us about trey andrea restworm when uh, she was on the show a couple of months ago um she told us it was coming out this summer so the one she the edited collection she did with uh jennifer malkowski i think it's amazing i'm so it's pretty amazing it is pretty amazing, and I got a I got a um, message to Trey Andrea because she said she was going to come back on the show and try to bring Jennifer with us when the book came out so we could talk about it. So I'm anxious for that. That's going to be a blast because so I really had a I really had fun last time she was on the show, <clears throat> and I partially blame her for the fact that I'm streaming again because <laughs> I because she started that shit. <clears throat> So that's about it. That's interesting that I'm reading. Um, I'm teaching also teaching a technology and teaching a writing class, which means I'm reading a bunch of rereading stuff that 
I read often, um, but mostly historical stuff right now on uh, computers and composition theory from like the 80s. Back when, you know, they were still talking about the word processor and its use in the classroom. (laughs) And, you know, people still making that argument that, you know, secretaries go to school for months to learn how to do this. Why do we need to teach students (sighs) how to do this in the classroom? You know, just today, I had my (laughs) students do an exercise (laughs) in which they had to recreate a document in Word. And uh, it had a lot of wacky formatting and stuff. They're like, God, why are we doing this? I'm like, I don't know. Why are you doing this? And they sat there for a long time. And one kid (laughs) finally legit was like, I don't know. (laughs) Like, well, what are you going to do in this class? We're going to write some papers. Yes. (laughs) How are you going to do that? Uh, uh, we're going to write them and then what are you going to do with them? We're going to turn them in. Well, you know, I hope so. Uh, but if you want me to read them and grade them and like give you a passing grade so you can move on with your life, they do need to be done properly and that includes formatting. <laughs> and they're sitting there like, but how do I, but, but where is the, and I'm like, mm-hmm, see, so you guys need this. We can't write the thing unless you know how to hold a pencil or type, or save a file, or upload it, or name your file properly, or put everything in the right place. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's part of creating thing. (laughs) I'm all up in my feelings tonight. I apologize in advance. (laughs) (laughs) But secretaries go to school, go, oh, see, damn it. Okay, we're we're, going to finish this. Okay, so, okay. (laughs) Sorry. That was the. I got to go back to the what you playing part for a second because I forgot the most important thing. Oh, did you? I did. So, Uncharted: The Lost Legacy came out this week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Alicia, damn! I just heard this. Mm. <laughs> I don't know if anybody else heard it. And so, if it sounded like her dog was sighing. <laughs> on the floor somewhere that deep guttural sound was Alicia's disdain for the Uncharted series <laughs> it's like palpable you can feel that shit like, I did I felt it Uncharted <laughs> so I decided to play it I enjoyed See, she's a fucking masochist I, okay I had look I was hoping this was going to be a thing. Let me let me tell my story. Oh, so, okay. Un- I played Uncharted 4, which was another Nathan Drake story. Yes. It was, you know, more white dude goes into brown country and kills Surprise. a bunch of people. Mm-hmm. Right. Surprise. <laughs> how would you have possibly known it would be that? Right. But, okay, so how would, how would I have known? There's no indication. Sometimes we have guilty pleasures and sometimes I just like to go into place and shoot shit. So, and Nathan Drake is really good for being able, and I can scream at the TV all I want mm-hmm. about how he's being a racist asshole while I'm, mm-hmm. while I'm shooting shit. This is true. This is I true. Can, so I'm, I'm, I can, I can acknowledge that my faves are problematic. Unlike a whole lot of people, but that's a whole nother story. <laughs> um, so when I heard that the Lost Legacies was going to come out, the DLC, it's a freestanding DLC that you don't have to own the game to play, right? It's 40 mm-hmm. bucks. 
when I heard it was coming out and the playable character was Chloe Frazier and not Nathan Drake. And she was going to be like rolling with her homie, um, Nadine. Uh, who, for those of you who remember for the <laughs> first, from the mm-hmm. first Uncharted, remembered I had a little bit of problem. Then caught caught all the flack from the gamer bros on the internet for being for for saying perhaps they should have chose a woman of color to voice a woman of color, especially a woman of color from South Africa who had Gosh, lived through a Why would they do that ever? Right. <laughs> so you know, all the gamer bros thought I should die a horrible death for saying that. <clears throat> but like I said, I can admit my face is problematic. Um, so Nate, so Nadine Ross. Still, still not voiced by a woman of color. Still voiced by what's her name? Anyway, um, so <clears throat> uh, Chloe Frazier. I never paid much attention to Chloe in the past because she was never a playable character, right? She was always an NPC. Um, always had kind of a uh, she always had like an Australian accent, um, and like I said, I just kind of glossed over it because other than Uncharted 4, I didn't put a whole lot of time into most of the Uncharted games because the rest of them, I was like, you know what? I'm going to play this for a while because it came with because they always package the Uncharted games with the new PlayStation consoles. So has anybody else noticed that Lee, you you buy PlayStation? So, you know, mm-hmm. like the PlayStation 3 came with Uncharted 3. Mm-hmm. At least the I think the 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 thin one did. One of the ones I bought, either the fat one or the thin one, because I bought both, came with Uncharted Three, and I think the two came with Uncharted Two. So I would play a little bit of it, and then be like, ah, this ain't my this ain't my thing, because you know, just just you know, another white dude killing a bunch of brown people. Mm-hmm. Um, but four, I actually kind of enjoyed. Um, <clears throat> so never paid much attention to Chloe, and then as I was playing attention to. C- paying attention to Chloe and playing as Chloe this time and reading her backstory, she is actually Indian Australian, like Asian Indian, um, from, but from Australia. And I was like, okay, now go figure. Uncharted, the lost legacy takes place where, where you might ask in India. Hmm. 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 So, yeah, yeah. I'm playing this game, and the first time it was, it's, it's interesting, it happens. They break in and they're trying to steal this artifact, right? Um, and this dude who's like a rebel or what have you um, ha- is like stockpiling all these stolen uh, Indian artifacts. And Nadine, as problematic as she is, <laughs> asks Chloe, Chloe's looking at it. She's like, oh, look, it was like a crown. She was like, it's Indian Christian, blah, 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 blah. She was telling her about it because Chloe's father was an archaeologist. Um, So she's telling her all about it. And Nadine asked her, she was like, wow, doesn't that bother you? Right? That this guy is like stealing these cultural and religious artifacts from her, from her culture and is hoarding them to sell them, I guess, to fund these wars. And basically, her response is, they ain't got shit to do with me. And I was like, hmm, maybe that was just her response in that case. Right? So, you know, we're playing along, and then all of a sudden we find the ancient lost, uh, the ancient lost cities of, like, Ganesh and Shiva, right? Again, 
Indian cultural religious artifacts, right? Ancient lost cities got these big, I mean, it's beautiful, right? And I'm like driving along and I'm like, oh shit, I better get out of the car because I'm not going to drive through this gateway and ruin these ancient religious, uh, this ancient or, you know, this ancient religious like, you know, space. I'm not going to do that, right? So I got to find another way in. So I get out of the car and I'm looking for a way to climb over. Lo and behold, Chloe goes, hey, you got a winch on that Jeep? Why don't you hook it up to these doors? Let's snatch this shit down. <laughs> I'm like, wait. I just spent 20 minutes walking around this place <laughs> trying to figure out how to get in here without harming this space. And you as an Indian woman, it's like, let's desecrate this space. Let's destroy this space, right? And Nadine's like, hey, you know, we don't have to do this. We can do something else. And she was like, Hey, that ain't got shit to do with me. And I'm like, yeah, I got a real problem with this at this point. And and this goes back to what happens when we have people of color coming from the specific backgrounds of the people they are voicing come in, right? Because we had this conversation when we were talking to the Undead Labs crew, mm-hmm. right? When Drew said there were points that they that were in the script that he had to stop and say, look, a person of color would not say or do this thing for this reason. He was able to get them to make changes in the script. But when you have you have white women voicing Indian, Australian, or South African women, they are not yep, cause there. Because that, 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 she's a very good actress, but she is also a white woman. Yes, absolutely. They are great voice actresses. Great voice. Both of them are great voice actresses. But they are not coming from a cultural standpoint where they would say, you know what, maybe, maybe this is a bad idea. Maybe she wouldn't say, you know... Fuck the entire religious background of this woman and tear all this shit down. And I mean, she might, but it has that would probably need to be, you know, a significant part of the story as to why she feels that way. Right. And so that was I'm only about four chapters in. But those were two pretty big moments for me anyway. For me, anyway, those were two pretty big moments. And there's a second thing. And it wasn't, I noticed it, and I just kind of rolled with it. And then someone online had said the same thing, and they were like, well, I really like this game, but it's really repetitive at the beginning. And I'm like, no, it's not really repetitive at the beginning. What it is, is the first two chapters almost, almost the first two full chapters of this game are tutorial. And I'm not trying to be a conspiracy theorist here. Okay, maybe I am. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But when you have a game that is DLC for a larger series that has a male protagonist that doesn't have a tutorial anywhere near that long, but when you make DLC that has female protagonists and you might get more women playing it and you make the tutorials twice as long... What are you saying? Well, Sam, (laughs) as a man, (laughs) just let me go ahead and interpret that for you so that you know how to feel. First of all, let's talk about this racial thing that you brought up, this race card you've played, okay? (laughs) So first of all, 
don't you know that I don't even see color? <laughs> oh, <laughs> second, if I did, if I did, it would really just be a reskin. I mean, it doesn't really have any implications beyond that, right? Because we're all the same inside. <laughs> we're all just humans. But second, we all know that women just aren't that good at video games. <laughs> so they're going to need a longer tutorial. And it's okay for me to explain that to them because I know better than they do what they need and want. My soul just and left my body. Really, I, well, you know what? That's your fault for being a man. It is really that simple. And I'm sorry if that makes anybody uncomfortable in their little personhood who's listening to this. Stop doing that shit and we'll stop having this conversation. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> stop it. Because it's there. It is there. People feel it. People see it. People are questioning it. It, it, it's, it needs to stop. Mm-hmm. It needs to stop. I mean, when you are talking about ancient gods in a person's culture, they are not going to say nine times out of ten. Nine times out of ten. If you want to make this character sympathetic in any way, you don't break it down to I'm a thief. Fuck my religion. Fuck my culture. That does not make for a sympathetic character. Nor does it make for one with depth. No, it doesn't. Mm-hmm. None at all. None at all. So, you know, maybe she's going to have a redemption moment. I doubt it. A couple chapters in. And is going to recognize something. But the other thing is they've discussed this and it's great that they're putting these women forward in this DLC. Even, you know, I fucking hate Uncharted. That's great. (laughs) But they've talked about it extensively. They created Chloe specifically as a foil for Nathan Drake. Mm Mm-hmm. That's her purpose in the series. Yeah. She enhances Nathan Drake. She makes his character and personality more visible and more interesting. That's it. That's By making herself an asshole? Yep. Yeah. And I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with creating characters who are foils, right? Because we're talking about uh, just the, the interplay of characters in stories in general. What I am saying is that even a foil can be more than that. Okay, and, and well, I'm going to take it a step further than that. And say, there, Okay, yes, there's nothing wrong with creating characters who serve as a foil to other characters. But people of color and women, especially women of color, should not always be the foil. Mm-mm. Right? Because, that, I mean, that's what we get. I mean, we had Nadine as foil in Uncharted 4. Right. She was his she was his big nemesis. That was everything was he had to do X, Y and Z before Nadine got there and fucked it up for him. Right. Not fucked it up in general, but beat him to it. Right. Um, So, you know, you can't always have a woman of color not have a role of her own. Right. And then, you know, and then I had one of those, I had one of those moments. Right. So it was like one of those moments when we were like, okay, so is it, does this pass the Bechdel test? Right. So, you know, Chloe, of course, we already know has this history with Nathan Drake. 
Mm-hmm. Right. And then there's this the, there's this big guy that they're fighting. Asav is his name. He is the um, uh, Indian rebel dude that they're trying to steal these artifacts from. And they're constantly fighting against him and his forces. Um, that brown on brown crime. That brown on brown mm-hmm. crime. Right. And early on, the first time she sees him, Chloe goes, mm, he's kind of hot pretty much. Right. And and. Uh, Nadine goes. Nadine says something like, "Yeah, if evil dictators are your type," and she and and Chloe goes, "Well, nobody's perfect." And then, like literally two chapters later, Nadine discloses the fact that you know, at some point in the past, they were banging. And I'm like, really? So every bad guy, every dude in this game, these women at some point have been sleeping with. Of course. <laughs> That is their purpose, right? That is how they know well, what they know. That Samantha, is how they get their depth and their insight. Is that's how women get ahead in the world. They just open up their labia and let in the bad guys. <laughs> Otherwise, they just friend zone them. I mean, it's one of the two, really. Nice guys get friend zoned. Bad guys get fucked. That's how it happens. I really like your mansplainer persona and the way your voice sounds when you drop into this because it, it's i love we, we it we don't have to name this dude and invite him on on a regular I mean, basis his name is brad i was obviously. gonna say his name is obviously brad it's, it's totally brad <laughs> now we're gonna have to have her dress up as brad for halloween yes <laughs> i mean i dressed as 4chan a few years ago like as a whole weren't you fan fiction last year I was fan fiction last year and the year before that I was 4chan. Oh my god. I appreciate you. Now you get to be Brad the Mansplainer. <laughs> That's fine. I can do that. I use a lot of mascara though to be 4chan to make a, a neck beard. <laughs> it was great. Oh, I'm sure there might have been a cheaper way to do that. <laughs> um, you know, it looked really realistic. Um, so, you know, it's all good. I had a man bun. It's good times. <laughs> <laughs> okay, on that note, that so that was that's been my experience playing Uncharted: The Lost Legacy thus far. Now, mind you, hang on. Let me yes. just say, this is why when somebody brings up Uncharted, I'm like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. I, I re I realized that. Where was I, the lie in my groan? That there was none. I, I'm a, I'm gonna continue to play the game because I want to see if Chloe is going to have some kind of redemptive experience, <laughs> or if I'm just gonna have to hate her too. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's where I am with that. That's where I am with that. So I wanted to go back to that part of uh, what you've been playing. Because I completely, I, I was like saving it for last because I wanted to go into my whole rant about why that, why I was pissed. <clears throat> but so let's get to the important part because I, I need to do more of this apparently after being forced to think through all of that. What you drinking, y'all? Bourbon. What kind of bourbon? What you just bourbon, straight bourbon? You drinking Mm-mm. bourbon? And- Actually, tonight I'm 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 being basic, bitch. <laughs> and uh, I'm drinking bourbon and Coke. Oh, that is pretty basic. I, it's real basic. But I wanted some caffeine. Yeah. 
Otherwise, I'll be snoring on the podcast instead of being an asshole. And nobody wants that. Well, no. I'd rather have you be an asshole than snore. (laughs) Earlier, though, I was drinking a very fine cherry liqueur and a much fancier bourbon than I purchased called, what was it, Lee? The Knot? Yeah, it's called The Knot. It was good. It was real good. I had some of that, too. I've never had that. It's Irish. I liked Hmm. it. Yeah. I don't know much else about it. It's sweet and it's Irish. So is it, it's a bourbon, though? And not Um, an Irish whiskey? No, it's an Irish whiskey. Yeah, I think it's an Irish whiskey. I'm looking at it now. Ah, Okay. Okay. It was real good. Okay. It was. It was a nice blend with the cherry. Yeah, that sounds sweet as hell. I liked it. Well, you know what? I don't care. It was. Well, you like sweet shit. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. it was good. All right. What about you, Lee? What you drinking? I'm also going basic. I had a a six of Angry Orchard in my fridge and I didn't want to go shopping. So I was like, well, going to have some classic Angry Orchard. Wow. You went more basic than I did. That's that's what I do. That's what I do. Thank you so much. That's like frat boy basic right there. (laughs) Right? Right? (laughs) I'm here to make you look good. I love you the most. Aw. <clears throat> Excuse me. Well, I'm having since I had already started drinking these early on. Um, I needed to drink early. I posted this on Facebook. I came home and I was tired, and I was like, I got a podcast tonight, so I'm going to take a nap for an hour before dinner. And as soon as I laid down and like closed my eyes and just went to sleep, my kid like busted into my room screaming about not being able to find a power cord for her laptop. (laughs) And it scared the shit out of me. So for like 20 minutes, my heart was like racing (laughs) because she'd woken me up out of a sleep like screaming. And then, of course, she had a she had a she had a meltdown because she was also hangry about mm-hmm. about um needing a snack and I and and not being able to find a snack so I like ran through I like named literally like 11 things I counted on my fingers and that wasn't even all the snack options we had in the house um I was like these are things you can have for a snack and so she went downstairs and then she came upstairs and she was literally crying. And I'm like, what is wrong? She had opened up like a two pound shell of strawberries and one of the strawberries was smushy. So in her mind, they were all bad. <laughs> nope. They're fine. <laughs> I was like, throw that one out and pick the rest of them. Um, so I was like, so after that, I was like, oh my God, I need a drink. <laughs> So I went into the beer fridge up in my game room. That's my, that the fridge has now officially become a beer fridge because there's nothing in there but beer, well, and vodka. Um, and started drinking Cider Boy's Pineapple Hula. Uh, and after I started with that, I figured I would continue with that for the rest of the evening. So that is what I am drinking now is a Cider Boy's Pineapple Hula, the seasonal beverage of choice. Cha-ching! <sighs> yep. Yep. I wish I had a Cider Boy's Pineapple Hula. It's nummy. <laughs> Sounds so good. <sighs> well, now I'm just sad. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> God damn it. I'm sorry. It is delicious. 
It is delicious. I might polish off this six pack tonight. Who knows? <clears throat> so that's what I'm drinking. And now we can move to the fun stuff. But before we move to the fun stuff, let us say this. So in the last, since our last episode, we did our latest gaming for good marathon. Mm -hmm. If you recall from our last episode, the charity that we were playing to benefit this time around was the Trevor project. The Trevor project is a wonderful project. It's an organization um, that serves youth 13 to 24 LGBTQ youth 13 to 24 who are in crisis who may be having suicidal ideation and need other support and resources during the 24 hour marathon well by like eight o'clock the next morning we stopped at midnight we had reached our original goal yes we did we raised of one thousand dollars yay good shit good and shit. from our hearts we say thank you to all of you who boosted, who visited, who hung out with us while we streamed, who donated, who told other people to donate. Who watched Sam give me instructions that I promptly ignored in <laughs> Fortnite. And then said, why am I getting killed? <laughs> yes. Well, what's going on? Oh, I didn't listen. Okay. Mm, <laughs> yeah, that. that I mean. Fun. Yeah. So, I mean, you helped us do that. You helped us reach that goal. Now, that being said, because we reached our goal and our because our donation portal is still open until the 31st of August. Yes. Good. We raised the goal. So we have a secondary goal of $1,500. So if you were not able to hang out with us or miss that initial uh, miss that initial push to get us to our first goal of $1,000, it is not too late. It is not too late for you to donate. It's not too late to tell your friends about it. Um, it's not too late to do whatever. There's plenty to do uh, because they have they have use need for those yes. for those resources. So now more than ever. Now more than ever. This is absolutely true. So that being said. Keep your eye out for the next Gaming for Good Marathon. You can always boost, donate, share, participate. We look for folks to do that kind of stuff. And obviously we need people to hang out in our game streams Mm -hmm. or what's the point? Yes. And guess what? I've actually been getting Alicia to stream since then. So if you come hang out in her game stream, I'm going to put her like mixer channel in the show notes. You should go (laughs) and like leave shit and like tweet at her and tell her how much you enjoy. Uh. (laughs) Oh, no. How much you enjoy. So I'm not the only one streaming on the regular. It is. We trying to get Alicia to stream on the regular because she's hilarious. I will definitely sing at you. Sweet. Gonna kill some zombies right here with this weapon. I got a flaming sword. It's badass. Like that. Um, Sometimes super off key. Sometimes closer to key. Like in the vicinity of. But it's never on, really. What we gotta do is get her to stream some rock band. Oh, hell no. Because <laughs> I do sing in rock band, but I play rock band with my husband, who is basically contractually obligated to love me forever. <laughs> <laughs> so if you ain't on that list, I ain't playing rock band. <laughs> nope, 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 nope. We'll see. Let's talk about the issue of the week. Let's yes. talk about Take the, the attention issue off of, the week. of me. 
Okay, we'll leave her alone. All right, so this week, what we're talking about, amongst other things, is this whole new wave of always on, always together games, is what I call them. (laughs) Games like Fortnite, right? Games like Overwatch, right? And those are those are the ones we've talked about already that we've been playing, but also other games that that are really popular right now, like Friday the Thirteenth, like The mm-hmm. Culling, like um, Player Unknown Battlegrounds, right? All of these games, like like I said, PUBG, so the battle royale type, type games that are always online and that have no single player experience. What does that do to games? I think it's a is a I mean and and even when we start thinking about the fact that games have, that have had single player experience that we've really enjoyed before mm-hmm. like State of Decay are now pushing they then Undead said initially that one of the things they wanted in the first State of Decay but just couldn't get it in because of resources and time and all of that was a multiplayer mode right but yeah there's going to be a distinct there's going to be a distinct multiplayer component to mm-hmm. State of Decay 2. Well, I'm sorry, Lee. I'm just going to jump right in. Go for it. Um, I do think that the first and most important issue that we should raise with always online games is access. Mm-hmm. Yes. I mean, Sam, I remember it was like a couple of years ago now we wrote a piece together about just the cost yeah. of existing in this space, of playing games, of doing games research. Mm-hmm. Of and how it's always rising, and now if we're looking at games that that require interaction with others via the internet. Mm-hmm. Um, not only then do you have to buy the equipment, but you have to have a connection, and you can't just have any connection, but you have to have a connection that's good enough. Because mm-hmm. I mean, I have a good connection. I pay extra for a good connection, and Overwatch still will have some some serious lag. Um. And it messes up your game. So if you have anything less than what I have, which is fiber optic internet, you might be fucked. Yeah. And it's just not available everywhere and not everybody can afford it. Yeah. That and and I mean, even like you and I, we we were streaming together last Friday and Mm -hmm. we were going to stream Fortnite Mm -hmm. and you were able to get in, Mm -hmm. but I wasn't. Right. Right. I couldn't get online. And because I could not get online, and when I said not online, I mean, my Xbox was online. I was on Xbox Live. I was in a party chat with Alicia, but I could not get into Fortnite server for whatever reason, right? I couldn't play. Um, And Alicia could, right? But we couldn't because I couldn't get online. She and I could not play together. Yep. Right? So you have those moments. I mean, and then... Uh, Tuesday night, it happened again, right? Xbox Live went down. Um, and like all the folks in the Mixer community that like I generally hang with and like will watch stream. I was, I was streaming from my PS4 that night, so I was fine. But Xbox Live went down. People couldn't access their games, right? They, you could still stream because that part wasn't down. Mixer was fine, but people couldn't access their games. And then when they did get into games, that were like the always on game or, or on games or trying to play multiplayer games. They kept getting dumped back out to the to the mm-hmm. desktop. They just could not play. So it's not just it's so it is a question of yes. It's not just a question of what your connection is like 
but also a question of what the hell's going on with the games server and then the network server for whatever console you're on. And I think it's a lot more common now for people to have one or two games that they seriously play a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if if it's not working, well, then, I mean, like, what do you have? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's like it's like you have nothing. That's what you have. You have a game that you have played for, paid for, and cannot play. Right? It's a problem. It's a it, I problem. mean, it is. I mean, and even if you talk about some games, like if, if shooters are your thing, right? If first-person shooters are your thing, I mean, your usual Call of Duty, Call of Duty, like I said, I don't even buy it. If I decide I want to play a Call of Duty game because I rarely play the multiplayer, I don't even buy it. I'll just go, like, to Redbox and rent it because the the single-player campaign is usually no longer than a couple of hours long, like literally, like one session sit and play through in, like, two, three, four hours. Right. That's Mm -hmm. it for the single player campaign. The rest of it is meant to be multiplayer. And if you don't have a connection that's fast enough, if you don't have, uh, you know, if Xbox Live or PlayStation Network or what have you is acting up, guess what? You're not playing. Yeah, so it's not enough that uh, because a lot of these games are shooters Mm -hmm. um, that require this always on, always multiplayer. It's not enough that you have to be able to click on someone's head better than they can click on your head. Mm -hmm. Um, But you also have to be able to afford the equipment and live in a place that has access. And and just all of these factors that are making, or that I guess that are creating this wider separation Mm -hmm. in games. Yeah, I mean, it's... So, I mean, there's, there's some serious downside to these, you know, never alone... (laughs) always online games but at the same time let's let's flip it around and say there's something more optimistic about these games so I'm feeling kind of Pollyanna-ish I'll let y'all because (laughs) you made everything (laughs) Alicia doesn't like a thing (laughs) surprise no you Alicia I call bullshit because you enjoy playing I do Overwatch and Fortnite that's not the issue. In fact, though, the other day I had to do a mission on my own in Fortnite because just nobody showed up. And it was really hard and it used like all of my resources, but it was just an excuse for me to go out and get more stuff. So it was fine. Um, and it gave me some good practice in doing everything myself. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it was actually kind of nice. But the fact is that I probably couldn't have done that if I hadn't been playing with you, uh, who's higher level. And you were taking me into higher level spaces and keeping me alive. Mm-hmm. Um, I do like playing online with friends, but then it becomes this whole big thing where like you have to coordinate with everybody and then you end up maybe playing longer than you were going to. And it's this issue. And I don't know, like there's something in my, that warms my misanthropic heart about <laughs> just logging in and playing for a while until I get tired and then turning my shit off and not having to be like on you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not having but, to say, okay, I know I dragged you in to play this game with me, but I really only want to play one or two missions. So after right. stopping you from doing whatever you were doing, after half an hour, 45 minutes, I'm done. See you later. No, you feel obligated at that point to give someone a satisfying mm-hmm. play experience. 
right? It, it, it makes you beholden in many ways to whoever it is you're playing with. Mm-hmm. I mean, but so, and that's, a, that's the thing, right? So it, it, it's a lot of forced community building, which could be a good thing or a bad thing, depending on how you look at it. I have some some things about the larger Xbox community in Overwatch, but I would really like to hear from Lee, who's playing like on PS4 and had some very specific reasons, and at least in terms of Overwatch. But just generally, what do you think about this stuff? I think that, well, weirdly enough, one of the things that put me off of games, like big name games, for such a long time, especially in college, was just really not wanting to play with a bunch of strangers online and like access yeah. was also a huge issue. I mean, it's only mm-hmm. been the last couple of years I've been able to afford anything that would support that kind of play. Wait, so you went to grad school and then you could afford things? Cause that is totally <laughs> not my experience. That just tells you how bad off I was before grad school. Tell you what, <laughs> no, tell you what, it's more that I just like, once I got out on my own and wasn't like right. living with other people who had various game consoles, it was like, Oh, I could actually give this a try. And, see how it goes and sometimes the experiences were good and sometimes they weren't and I find that most of it for me is just like I like playing games for me by myself because the times that I have played with strangers have been well absolutely dreadful in a lot of ways which is why I like refuse to use any sort of voice chat ever I don't do that on Overwatch or anything else I'm playing it's like I don't want to talk to strangers and I think some of that is also just me being self-conscious about my voice, but the rest of it is just like, no, I just want to come in here. I want to, you know, blow some dudes up. I want to nerf this. I don't want to hear your <laughs> life story. I don't want you to give me crap for anything. It's like, no, I'm good. I'm I good. do like that that I can just like bop into Overwatch and coordinate with the team relatively well without having to talk to anyone ever. Yeah. Though yeah. I will say that I'm super irritated that there's not a clear way to send a message that like say if I'm playing Mayhem, the person playing Anna on the other team has decided to sleep me over and over and over and over and over and over and over. And, over. <laughs> and the best I can do is be like, Group up with me, my ultimate is ready. Also I'm lying on the ground and can't move. <laughs> Please kill this motherfucker right now. Help. <laughs> I've fallen and I can't get up. It's so annoying. <laughs> but also the the other the other tiny piece of that is sometimes I want to get in voice chat because lately I've seen people doing this thing where they just join a match and they just sit down and they don't participate. Have you guys run into this? No. Mm-mm. Um where people just dance or they just sit down and they just let you kill them over and over because they're really just there to farm XP. That's mm. gross. I've been reporting a lot of people. But I do feel the urge to at last join voice chat just to, like, yell at people. (laughs) I haven't. I haven't. But it has occurred to me from time to time. Oh, that sucks. Yes. fuck is wrong with people? Good grief. I mean, why ruin everybody else's game? Because people don't care. They don't care, Sam. Shitty pieces of shit. Yes, that. (laughs) (laughs) They're, they're... I mean... Going into a communal game, like, I, I like going into a communal game, and, I mean, even though I'm there for my own experience, I acknowledge that I'm playing with other real-life humans. Like, I may not be in the voice chat on Overwatch, but I know that, you know, that guy running around up there is Genji is a real dude, 
a real dude making questionable choices, but a real dude nonetheless. <laughs> I'm not going to come into that game for my own selfish shit, you know? Right, I'm not going to come don't. in there just for me to farm XP. That's like, go play another game, asshole. Yeah, no shit. I, I, it, it is hard for me, but I've, I've been, you know, Sam... Sam knows this. I've been doing this for a long time. And I've seen some really fucked up shit. But I will say, this is one of the most fucked up things that I've seen. But here, here's the other side of that. Mm-hmm. Right? Then you have these always online, forced kind of forced cooperation games, like Fortnite. Where the other day I had to do a base defense. And somebody who was four levels ahead of me bopped into my game. I was playing a ninja. He was also a ninja. So we kind of had like a virtual ninja fist bump. <laughs> and he gave me a super powerful sword. And he just kept dropping it. And I was like, is that? I didn't have chat on and he didn't either. And I was like, is that? Am I supposed to pick that up? Because that's badass. And finally he put it in the text chat like that it was for me. And then my game froze. Oh, and I no. couldn't move. We had, we had one wave left in the base defense. So he defended my base by himself. Uh-huh. I went out to Xbox Live and I messaged him. And I'm like, I am so sorry. Because, I mean, it's early access. Things fuck up. Yeah. Like, my game is frozen. I can't move. I'm really sorry because you're, you're, you're doing the work here. And he sent me back a message and he's like, it's fine. Just keep kicking ass. <laughs> and it was just really nice yeah. to have this, like, little moment of connection. You know, knowing that we're, we're both in here to do the thing together. And uh, and I will pass that along when I level up a little bit more and I get to go help somebody. You know, I'll remember that and spread that. And it, having those moments of connection make, like, at least 30 of the shitty moments of somebody playing D.Va and sitting down in your game worth it. Yeah. But they're still annoying. Well, if anybody can touch your cold, shriveled, two sizes, two small <laughs> hearts. Listen. <laughs> my heart is fine. <laughs> It was a real badass sword. <laughs> no, I mean, no, but that's that's the thing, right? And, and I, I said this, like, when I first started talking about the fact that I was streaming and, like, hanging out with folks on Mixer, I was like, this is the first time, like, literally in 20 years that I've enjoyed playing games with people online, Right? It's first time in like 20 years, like in, in all mm-hmm. honesty, right? Um, I mean, even before, I, before, you know, consoles were like online, right? I mean, even back in the days of like the old Yahoo games, right? Like the old Yahoo card games where you chose your little avatar and you sat at a, you sat at a table and you played spades. I always chose a person of color as my avatar. And even 20 years ago, like... Okay, so I would say not 20, 17 years ago, because I remember specifically when I was really big into playing like the Yahoo games. 17 years ago, right? Just looking at my avatar, not having any voice chat, just text chat, you know, people throwing out racist shit based on Mm -hmm. the way my avatar looked, right? I mean, so this is like literally the first time in 20 years having a community of folks who are, I mean, yeah, we still got assholes. We still got assholes. You got assholes who will, you know, come in and say and do things that, you know, make it clear that they are assholes. But it's nothing like the like what I have experienced before on other platforms. I'm just going to say it that way. Right. Um, but having that core base of folks that you hang with and game with makes it a whole lot more palatable. And if for whatever reason, 
games are going more towards this never, never offline, never alone model. It's going to be real important to have that, that core base of folks to play with. Mm-hmm. I mean, cause otherwise we're not going to be able to play and that's just, you know, being perfectly honest. Right. You know, this is kind of sideways to the topic, but not really because uh, it's been about a year now since the most recent world of Warcraft expansion Legion. Mm-hmm. And so I was watching some people discussing, you know, Legion after a year, how do you feel about it? And, uh, and it made me think about the time that I spent playing MMOs pretty seriously uh, and, and how, you know, you did, at that time, you absolutely had to have that core group of people. And when I've gone back to play MMOs, like, periodically since then, not having a core group seriously impacts your experience in that mm-hmm. game. You've always got to try to find a group, and they're not very dependable, or people are jerks, or whatever. Uh, it sucks. Mm-hmm. And I don't want that to be all of my gaming experience. That yeah. would be the worst fucking thing. Yeah. I'm with you on that. But, I mean, look at where games are going. Yeah. No, I mean, I don't disagree with you. I just think that, like, maybe it should stop. Yeah, (laughs) I I don't disagree with you, right? I mean, I am really enjoying my single-player Breath of the Wild experience, right? The closest I got to multiplayer or co-op Breath of the Wild is when I grab the Switch and my kid grabs the Wii U tablet and we lay across the bed and we explore our own separate worlds in the same space. Mm-hmm. Right? I'm I'm down with that. You know, that is I'm cool with that as our as our multiplayer experience. Yeah, just like my husband and I sitting on the couch together playing State of Decay and now we're we're doing this with Fortnite too. Um we just take turns. Right. Like we're now building our base together as like a a shared experience, Mm -hmm. talking about it, doing it together, trusting each other to make decisions if somebody's busy, like creating a multiplayer experience where there is none. And that's nice. Yes. Mm -hmm. Better than the force. Okay, so, for example, since we moved over the summer, for some reason, our phones don't play well with Hearthstone and the Internet connection here. Mm. Don't know what it is. It just creates this weird lag. Computer's fine. But only I play on the computer. My husband doesn't play Hearthstone on the computer. Um, so we both kind of stopped playing for a while. And this was a game that we he's invested like two years of his life in. Playing pretty seriously. And now he can't But play. it just suddenly became inaccessible. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's a thing, right? I really... That's a problem. It's a problem, and I really like that aspect of because I think that when we think of, you know, always playing together with someone never alone, and we think about communal gaming experiences in our current environment, we immediately think of those online gaming experiences. We think about MMOs, we think about co-op and multiplayer, but I think about, like, how... This past summer, I was down south, and on the weekends, I was actually close enough to go up and visit my partner, because we weren't 300 miles away from each other, we were only an hour away from each other, and most of our hanging out experience was we weren't even always playing the same game, but we would just sit together and we'd like play Pokemon at the same Mm -hmm. time. We'd play dumb games on our cell phones together. And that's a communal gaming experience that we can't have long distance because he doesn't have the same consoles that I do. We can like maybe have the occasional Pokemon battle if the stars align and we have enough time for us to both be on our three DSs at once. So, you know, 
distance and accessibility is a huge issue, especially with the technology aspect of it. It's like, I'd like to be able to play games with you, but I can't. We don't have that time. We don't have that access. Yeah. Yeah. That's a huge problem. Right. I mean, and it it makes me think about what our experiences used to be. So, okay. So I don't know if anybody else has has discovered this or is listening to this, but okay. So LeVar Burton has basically reading rainbow for grownups now. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Has anybody else listened to this? I haven't Mm -hmm. listened to it. Okay. So, okay. I'm sorry. I, I was real mad at LeVar Burton for that whole reading rainbow Kickstarter thing, but that's a whole nother story. We're not going to talk about that. Um, but I like audiobooks and I like podcasts. I listen to like podcasts or audiobooks like all the time. Um, but somebody was like, somebody had told me there was one story in particular. They were like, well, why don't you listen to this story? So, and that was, that was what got me started. So I started listening to the LeVar Burton Reads is what his podcast is called. So this week's episode is actually called um, Navigators. Um, it's by Mike, uh, the, the short story, because he reads short stories. It's by Mike McGinnis. Um, I love Mike McGinnis. Okay. And I love that story. That is such a good story. Oh, this my God. Story. I'm sorry. Yes. Yes. <laughs> See? See? There's something you can't hate on. Oh, I my God. I taught that in my creative writing class because it's such a good story. It is an amazing story. And I'm friends story. with Mike McGinnis on Facebook, and I will tell him that we mentioned him. It is an amazing story. And to sit and to think about, I'm not going to ruin the story because it's only like 45 minutes long, the, the podcast episode. Go listen to it. LeVar Burton... He has a good voice for reading short uh, fiction, and he does a lot of science fiction. So he's got a great voice for doing that. Um, But his reading of this story is kind of spot on. But this whole the whole notion of how we play games together and what that cooperative experience in a single player game is and can be is amazing. Is absolutely amazing. I started listening to it on my on my way to work this morning, and I had a grad student from oh my god, fifteen years ago, who had told this told me this story about how she used to draw. She would draw um, maps in the original Zelda game so she could finish the game. Oh, wow! Um, and she now has a um, almost two year old of her own, and she's and she's expecting she's expecting another baby this winter. Um, so I sent her a message on Facebook and I was like, and I sent her the link. I was like, I need you to listen to this right now. Cause I can totally see you doing this with your boys. Um, and then she messaged me back. She was like, Oh my God, I'm listening to it now with, with her, with her, with the baby. Right. Um, and then she messaged her husband. She was like, you have to listen to this, right? That kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Right. That gives you that one, that experience of having a joint experience in a single player game yes. one and two, an experience that is so memorable that you can share with mm-hmm. a, with a partner, a spouse, a child, anyone, right? That kind of connection that is difficult to have with just some rando on Xbox yes. live and how, and I, without spoiling anything, how that experience can be shared and can weave itself into the rest of your life. Absolutely. It's such a good story. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to be as vague as possible. I'm mm-hmm. like, uh. I really appreciate it because you know, I haven't it, read it yet. It's. <laughs> oh, my God. It's, it's, it's an intense read, I'm excited. Though. I was trying to find the right word. I think intense is a good one. Yeah. 
It's in um, the, it's in the edited collection, uh, the best American short stories of 2012. Yep, uh, which I have, Lee, if you want to borrow it. Yeah, I, I think I found it online. Button. I think I found a PDF. <laughs> no, you didn't. It's <laughs> okay because everyone who listens to this and who follows me on Twitter is going to go and read it because I just tweeted about it too and like, sweet. Please read that story. It's so good. The, and and listen to the Levar Burton reading of it too. I'm sorry. Uh, it is is amazing. I can't remember the last time I got this excited about anything on the podcast. I I can't either. <laughs> I can't. I'm glad that I was able to do that for you. <laughs> I don't like anything, but I like that story. I'm glad that I was able to do that for you. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So that was, so I mean, those kinds of things, those kinds of moments, we need more of those moments in our lives, right? Yeah. And you can't have those moments necessarily with randos. We do have those moments, right? We do have those moments um, like, you know, when the ninja bro fist who drops you the perfect yeah. sword, right? And hangs out and, and helps even when you can't, right? Or, I, I mean, I wrote about a moment that I had playing inside, right? Where the game just like mm-hmm. sent, me, sent me a gut punch that I was not expecting that sent me into tears while I was streaming. And everybody except one person, one person sat there with me while I was while I was sitting there crying and trying to get pull my shit together when playing this game and was like it's okay take your time right we have those moments when there is some kind of connection between you and a stranger right but i think it's much more common unfortunately to yeah. have the kind of shit that we had to deal with during the marathon yes. which wasn't as bad as when we're on twitch but occasionally somebody would roll up in the chat and say something ignorant. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, have to get removed. It happens, right? I mean, and, you know, it's not uncommon. I mean, there's a, there's a lot of us who are, um, who don't present in the way that folks expect us to, right? We, we talk about this all the time because there's, there's, there's a lot of us, right, who get the, are you a boy or a girl? Over and over again, right? I was like, what does it matter? Does, does it matter if I'm a boy or a girl? Is it going to change the way you're viewing my stream? Is it going to change what you think about the way I play this game? Then what difference does it make? Right? Mm-hmm. Then, But at the same time, you have other people who are out there who may be struggling with their own gender identity that you can say, you can take that moment to say, here is, here is who I am, right? And that's okay, Right. So that they know that it is okay for them to be who they are as well. I mean, and that's I mean, it's 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 the reason. And and like I said, this is why I blame Trey Andrea. And this is also why I blame Jen Moto from from Girl Tribe Gamer for getting me in getting me in the streaming again. It's because it is about representation. It is about being there and saying, here's who I am as a person. And that's okay. This is who you are as a person, and that's okay, too. That's totally okay, but what's not okay is you to blame other people because you put your foot in your mouth. <laughs> that, too. That, too. <laughs> I was there. <laughs> I remember. Oh, you talking about me saying I was going to stream once a week? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm glad I did, though. I was drunk. Good. It was your fault. <laughs> it's not my fault. Stop blaming other people. 
and own your shit. I own my shit. I said it. I was drunk. And I was like, I'm going to stream once a week. <laughs> and Alicia's like, you sure about that? I'm like, yeah, have me another drink. I'm going to stream once a week. <laughs> and that's fine. And it's good. But don't blame other people. I'm going to blame everybody. I'm glad. I'm glad it happened. I'm glad it happened. So anyway. All right. All right. Other things, thoughts? Mm-hmm. It was big air pretty much it. <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, and so that's that's good though. So as we start to think about as new games come out, because games are coming out, and we start to think about what it means that we have these always together, always online moments and experiences. I think this is a great chance. Oh, look, Mike McGinnis just tweeted us back. He sure did. Um, uh, having those having those moments, right? Those always online, always. It, it's important for us to remember what it means, right? What it means, what the possibilities are when you got randos that are tearing up your shit and not doing what they're supposed to be doing and setting and and setting off the atlas way before you got your base built and ready mm. to defend it. I hate those people. Oh my god, I hate those trying people. to bra- I'm trying to break stuff and get stuff. <laughs> and they're like, "The atlas is ready. You have 5 seconds to cancel." You're like, "No!" Um <laughs> Yeah, all those moments. But then at the same time, you you got you got folks throwing your swords and and sitting with you when you need a minute. So, as with everything, right? Mm-hmm. There's a good side and a bad side. So I think that's a good note to end on. Mm-hmm. In terms of thinking about uh, this week's topic of the week. Um, And that is going to be what brings us to the end of episode 157. And before 158, you need to go listen to Navigators. Yes. Yes. Before 158, go listen to Navigators. So here's here's what we want you to do. Go listen to Navigators and then drop us a message on Twitter and tell us what you think. We'll make Alicia answer all your messages. Okay, I got this. <laughs> she was like, gladly. <laughs> gladly. Drop us, yeah, drop us a message on, um, and um, see, I, what I think now is, since Mike McGinnis just said he was going to listen to the episode, I think we should get him to come on and talk about his story. Oh, okay. that would be awesome. And, that would uh, be so great. And tell us, tell us about what, what, what kind of precipitated the writing of that story, because it's amazing. He's done some other uh, stuff, I think, that would be within our our wheelhouse, if you will. Sweet. Um, I think you'd like him. Yeah, we definitely should. Uh, see, so, Mike, if you're really listening to this, <laughs> consider this an invitation. Yes. <laughs> All right. So that will bring us to the ep- end of episode 157. Until we get to episode 158, which is coming up sooner than you would imagine. <laughs> We would like to say, stay cool, stay online, because <laughs> otherwise so you can't you, play your games. Right. <laughs> and as always, my friends, game on. <laughs> <laughs>